0: Come alive, come alive in my body, dream. Come alive, come alive. Hey there, this is Molly, and you are listening to episode 51 of the Clean Food Dirty Girl podcast. Where today I have a special guest, and she is a recurring guest because she happens to be very convenient, because I live with her. And uh, she is my wife and co-founder of Clean Food Dirty Girl. Please give a warm welcome to Luann Teo. Well, hello. That was very dramatic, but I'm here.
1: Thank you for the warm welcome. Welcome
0: to the podcast.
1: I'm smiling.
0: <laughs> they can't see that. All right. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, Luann and I just celebrated our 14th year anniversary we've been together for 14 whole years which is really weird to think of that really really weird we posted a picture on instagram and we got so many people commenting and liking it and we thought okay well let's come on here then and uh just talk a little bit about our relationship what makes it work we've created a business together during those 14 years, we've moved so many times, like oh, nine or 10 times, nine or 10, a- 10 times across like four states. Yes. Um. Luann's dad died in 2019. My oldest sister has been diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. We've had pets. We've lost pets. We've been through. We've been
1: super broke too.
0: We've been broke. We've had money. We've traveled. We've done we've we've had a very rich relationship not monetarily rich because there's been times it definitely hasn't been monetarily rich um but it's been a very rich relationship and so i wanted to uh come on here and just have a chat and and uh i don't know to talk about it noodle with it and see what makes it work
1: do you think yeah sounds good i mean it's it's an easy topic because i've been in it the whole time <laughs> Don't have to crunch numbers and (laughs) deal with pivot tables and charts and
0: pivot tables
1: (laughs) spreadsheet
0: stuff. I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Delete, delete, delete. Yeah. So what do you think makes our relationship work? Um,
1: I think we have a lot of common common core values. You know, I think at the core of it, that's what keeps us together. You know, there. I mean, of course there's like criteria and stuff, but when it it comes down to it, I feel it's like the basic core values that are important to both of us and they happen to match, even though we come from such different backgrounds and upbringing, like we have zero similarities when it comes to our backgrounds and parents and upbringing and everything. Just about everything is different, but our core values are pretty much the same, which is interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we were a different race, different background, different upbringing, different country, different religion, Con- different
0: continent, different continent, everything. Different types of parenting we both had mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. Both different levels of acceptance when, mm-hmm. for our, uh, you know, sexuality. Yeah, you, growing up. you
1: grew up so poor. I didn't grow up poor. You know, kind of like yeah. it, it's it's interesting because we have no similarities yet. Our core values have remained the same Oh, they're similar from day one
0: yeah that is true i think that that is one thing that definitely uh plays a part because no matter what we we both i don't know we both love to laugh right sense
1: sense of humor is is definitely up there Mm -hmm. when it comes to i mean generally a good person you don't want to be an asshole anyways right so that's take that off the table i think core values to me is someone who um has a good sense of humor, who is um, emotionally intelligent, and um, ah, loves to travel. Someone mm-hmm. who loves to travel the globe with me because I, I think I have a bit of wanderlust. I've always been like that, uh, and ah important loves to eat because I love to eat,
0: and and doesn't take themselves too seriously. No, well that's part of part of sense of humor because.
1: You shouldn't. I mean, I don't I I don't I find people who don't take themselves seriously much easier to get along with. Yeah. So and you definitely have that. So that's always been very important to me, because if you can't laugh with your partner, then what do you have? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not serious as a person.
0: Yeah, that's true. You're not serious as a person. I felt like as you were listing those uh, core values that are really important to you, I felt <laughs> like,
1: like, a, like a whole laundry list
0: like no I felt like you were on here saying like okay so here's what I require if anybody is applying for the job please email us
1: <laughs> my email address is I think I've always known that subconsciously and, and when you came along it was so easy because we were friends right at the core of it we were friends first I figured if I don't like you as a friend I will never like you more than a friend. You know that that to me is the baseline. And even if we do break, break up if we ever do I would like to remain friends because you are important to me in my life.
0: That's very sweet. If we break up I will never be your friend. Just kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Of course we would be friends. I think that that's one thing that's pretty I don't know if it's unique with our relationship, but I do feel I've never had a relationship in that we are both very much. um, We take things a day at a time and we're both like, we're committed to each other for sure. And we're monogamous with each other. Definitely. But we're also like, Hey, if this isn't like, if this isn't our forever relationship, that's fine. And if either one of us, like if, you want don't want to be in this relationship and if i don't want to be in this relationship then we just got to tell each other and it's cool like it it would you know it would be sad and it would there would be some sadness and some mourning of the relationship but it's not like oh i love you forever until the day i die type of thing
1: no i don't believe in the promise of forever or till death do us part because what if tomorrow i change my mind because i could very well do that and and so could you so the promise of forever has always made me very nervous maybe it's my fear of commitment but I don't think so because I've been with you 14 years I just don't believe in the promise of forever
0: because shit changes yeah and 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 that's okay like yeah. that's not a bad thing that shit changes but there's like this I feel when the forever forever and ever and everything gets tossed around it's it's a really unrealistic expectation.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Or yeah. like uh, you complete me or you are my other half. But you're not, though. You were never in my life for like 36 years until I met you. So how could you me- be my other-, other half? It
0: makes no sense. Right. <laughs> because I lived I'm with- a whole ass person <laughs> and you are a whole ass person oh, yeah. without anybody mm-hmm. else completing me mm-hmm. and my ass.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I survived thirty six years without you, so clearly I'm complete. (laughs)
0: You You, would survive without me. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I lived without you, and so you coming into my life added to it. It didn't make up the other half.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, we've always thought about it incomplete to begin with. Right, right. Yeah, like our life. We both had like fine lives before we met each other, and then it's just kind of like a you know cherries on top or whatever like it's Mm. like it's just fun Mm -hmm. to be around you and to be with you
1: and maybe that's why it took us took us nine years before we got married because i just never felt it was part of my bucket list or to get married
0: yeah you know it it, wasn't it it wasn't that important to me either but
1: no it was very 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 low if at all and if i never got married to you it would be fine too but it's just better for taxes
0: yeah and just legal just legal stuff too. Mm -hmm. being protected by law to i mean it's and i I think the
1: logistics of it you know
0: and i think that it's it's really important that we are able to get married and that we can have that right and that we have the same rights as hetero folks Mm -hmm. have because if
1: i was in the icu and they only allow next of kin and you are like technically my friend only you know that would be a nightmare things like Social security after one of us dies, you know, who mm-hmm. gets it? Yeah. So just logistics, logistically. Not sexy. Not emotional. Yeah. Not yeah. sexy stuff to consider um, to, to get married to someone. But it was important to me that we had that taken care of. And, and instead of the promise of forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Our wedding it consisted of me, you, the wedding person. What do you call it efficient efficient i always want to call it an efficient tour or something
1: Off efficient here oh, efficient he he he's was an official wedding efficient
0: it's not efficient i don't tour. know really how
1: to pronounce it but it's oh
0: efficient tour not,
1: he's not a tour <laughs> he's a dude or a man what's a tour i don't know you said it <laughs> okay whatever that he's guy he's on a tour he's a man I know he's on a tour what's a tour is you it... said that you said <laughs> efficient tour
0: <laughs> I don't know what efficient I said... tour efficient dare Say why are you making words up I'm not I'm just I think I don't
1: know is it called just an efficient yes he's a wedding efficient all, all wedding officiants listening in are now going to be offended because <laughs> you call them a tour efficient tour
0: here poor poop poop <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know where that came from, but people it's... who people who
1: are, who officiate weddings are now going to be severely offended. But you called them poop. No, yes. that was you. Yeah.
0: Okay, so anyways, when we got married, it was <laughs> you <laughs> and me, <laughs> the efficient tour, the efficient poop person. <laughs> it was sweet pea and sweet Pea's the efficient cat. poop person's dog. <laughs> In, like, a pram in a stroller. Thing. A
1: stroller, yeah. That was I it. said pram,
0: pram, yeah. yeah. Stroller here in in America, we call it stroller. <laughs> um, so, there was
1: like two animals and two adults. Well, adults are that's loose. Oh, no, two, no, two adults, us, and then the official tour. We're kind of adults yeah. sometimes. So, three people Poop. and <laughs> two <laughs>
0: animals. I didn't poop. No, (laughs) this is welcome to our life, by the way. And if, if our good friends are listening, they're like, yep, that's right. That's how it is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here's the thing. I, I think that the other important thing for me in our relationship, um, has been, well, and for us, I think it's been that there is no expectations of each other to provide um, our emotional stability, I guess. So I don't have an expectation that you're going to make me happy or that you're going to make me sad or that you're going to make me um, complete or that you're going to make me frustrated or that you're going to make me whatever, because that all is like my, my job. And I think that that was a big turning point in in my experience of our relationship when I when I stopped when I when I realized and I had the realization that you you aren't in charge of how I feel.
1: How could I possibly be? You are you? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like if yes. you if I say that you're in charge of my feelings, then you have complete power over me, which you don't.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But for a long time and in past relationships it was like I was taking my emotional cues from my partner. My partner is sad, therefore I am sad. My partner is angry, therefore I have to be angry. My partner is, you know, not in a loving mood, therefore I'm not in a loving mood. It was like I always mirrored people.
1: Mm. That sounds like codependency.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, there was that, obviously. And I'm not totally over my codependency. Um, I do, of course, have some codependency. Um, but I have, I have worked on that. And yeah, I mean, I guess that is, but when that, when that realization came like, oh, Luann can be having a bad day and Luanne can be pissed off and I don't have to be like, I can still keep living my life and be in a really good mood, even if she's having a moment like that to me was huge. I think
1: that really helps me as well because I tend to anger very quickly and I also tend to subside very quickly. Kind of like a mad person, right? one minute I'm fuming, the next minute I'm fine, but you shouldn't have to be in that emotional roller coaster with me because when I'm angry, i'm angry or irritated over something that's only affects me unless I'm irritated with you, which doesn't happen very often, but it's mainly stuff that's not but you. even
0: then it's not really me that's it's the shots you're having about me, which is like kind of a shitty thing to say, but i I know how it works and it's like mm, even if you are angry with something that i did most times it's going to be like okay well what you know let's talk about that why are you you know because i'm not like going to go out and do something intentionally deliberately shitty to you if it's something that i've done that you're frustrated with then it's an opportunity to be like hey well why am i frustrated with this and and communicate with me and make requests or whatever but um you I, tend to just
1: ignore me when I'm angry, which is fine
0: because now I, that, I do. Yeah. But I didn't always like yeah. if you, if you used to get, when you used to get angry, I would be like, oh my gosh. And I would freak out and I would be, I'd like, try to fix. I'd be like, oh, what can I do? Oh, what's the matter? And then you'd get over it and then I would still be reeling from it. And I felt like I was on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have to do that, but yet I did for so long. And only when I had the fantastic aha moment and epiphany that, oh, we're all in charge of our Mm -hmm. own emotions. And I just get to let you be, and I just get to be, and we're two separate people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I may, yeah, I may react that way and you don't have to follow my cue.
0: Yeah. I get to be me. You get to be you. And if, and if either one of us has an issue with it, you know we can always talk to each other about it and and bring it up and maybe i'll change something or maybe i won't depending on how i if i want to or not and then it's up to you to kind of decide what to do with that that's kind of how it's worked for us
1: what's worked for me is also the fact that you are an amazing communicator i i am terrible i have always been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pulling teeth. Like, what are you thinking? Tell me. What are you feeling? Oh, okay. I here, couldn't
0: even here. decipher my feelings. Yes, I used to be like Luann. What are you feeling? And she's like, uh, cake. <laughs> <laughs> what are you feeling? <laughs> um, I feel like I want an ice cream. Right. Hey, yeah. I'm like, that's not a feeling. Try again.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think that helped helped me a lot to be able to decipher what I'm feeling because I never really knew. I just knew anger. And mm-hmm. I just get angry. I get mad and get over it mm-hmm. by myself. But I was not able to communicate effectively and strategically and to come to a solution. You taught me a lot of that, mm-hmm. that we can actually have a an argument per se, but but a constructive argument or a constructive way of arguing instead of how do you say Reacting? that Reacting, you just completely obliterating that person that you're arguing with, you know
0: oh, so, like I would say what you used to do was uh like uh stampede or roller, roller coaster but no, no
1: probably bulldoze bulldoze <laughs> yeah, you know and yeah, and it doesn't have to be that way, yeah. but I've had to learn effective communication by understanding what i'm feeling Mm -hmm. ah Mm, that was a good one yeah can you repeat that please um i've had to (laughs) learn effective communication by understanding my feelings
0: Boom. very nice yeah because if you
1: don't know what you're feeling how are you going to be able to communicate it except throw something across the room right because you're frustrated not being able to express it once you know what you're feeling then you know what action to take or not take.
0: Yeah. You need to have uh, language for it. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that, and you've done a really good job. I mean, I think that we've both done our separate work on ourselves and that's made our relationship stronger for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. And also just being open to growing mm-hmm. as a human. Right. And, and the, like, there's things that I've done that I've grown in and I would have done that regardless of whether or not I was in this relationship. But it benefits the relationship, right? But I've done it for myself first and foremost.
1: I think I'm, if 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 there was one thing that makes us very successful as a couple to this to this day right now, is the communication. I don't feel I have to tiptoe or not say anything and better just keep it to myself. Uh, you facilitate a very open um environment for me to feel safe enough to come and talk to you about it without fear of crazy repercussions mm. or retaliation or whatever it is I don't know the word but it basically means that I feel safe being able to express what I think and what I feel even though it takes me a minute sometimes because mm. I have to decipher what I'm thinking.
0: Mm. Oh, that's very sweet. I didn't didn't fully know that. So that's really nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's important to, to let your partner know that it is, like, safe to come to me, even if it sounds crazy, even if it sounds Even weird. if it's
1: bad news, terrible news, yeah. like, crushing news, anything, yeah. you know? Well, funny is, is always a default, because you'd be the first person I tell if it's something funny, right? But just, like, and sometimes painful stuff. Yeah.
0: Or... Like the other day, you wanted to kick me into the refrigerator. (laughs) You told me about that, didn't you? You want to tell that story? Well,
1: yeah, you were (laughs) bending over the fridge to get like some vegetables and stuff from the drawer. And I thought, wow, that is the perfect moment. If only I can just kick her really hard, boom, and send her flying into the fridge. Because your butt was just there. It was like kick level. (laughs) It was yeah. like a total kick level.
0: Yeah, and she wanted to kick me into the refrigerator. <laughs> and I said, no, no,
1: no, because I was thinking that.
0: Yeah. So thinking, she all all I heard was no, 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 and I was like, what is it? And then she's like, oh, I just had this really horrible thought. I had a thought of like <laughs> kicking you into the fridge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As
0: you bent over to
1: get some vegetables, probably to cook some shit for me, right? Probably. And, and here I am thinking such violent thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and well, then telling you
0: about it. The human brain is weird. We have some, and, and then I tell thoughts. you
1: about it, and yeah. I, I and it's okay. I knew you wouldn't be mad at me, but I'm like, think, think of it like a cartoon, right? And you, you get like pushed into the fridge, and your head rams into the hummus and the rest of the stuff that we have in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible! It's horrifying. People are probably people are going to be horrified. No, here's this the thing:
0: every human has weird ass dark thoughts sometimes we do have you ever had that feeling of like being on top of a building or a high space and you're like yeah i could just jump right now not that i want to yeah, jump yeah not that i'm gonna yeah. jump i'm like but it's well, just i like, wonder what it feels like yeah or like yeah. oh i just could like yeah. that's just so you know so we all i mean yeah we, we all have yeah, this, but that's not violence towards someone it's, it's like, violence towards yourself i would say
1: <laughs> well i don't know if it's violence because you'd be dead
0: well that's pretty violent i don't know <laughs> I'm just. I think the point is we all have thoughts that are weird, and sometimes we don't want to tell each other the weird thoughts for um, fear of being highly judged. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, once we start telling each other our weird thoughts, we realize that we all have these weird thoughts. And like they, your head in the hummus. Like my head in the hummus. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, what else? I mean, we don't and we did a podcast together before about our food so we don't really have to hit on that but i definitely eat plant based leman definitely doesn't and that's okay
1: i think we travel really well together as well like we each have our roles like mm-hmm. we know what what we should each do like our responsibilities I usually book everything and research everything and you pack all the food or like you sort like the snacks out for the long haul flights. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, it's like we don't discuss it, we just kind of fall into our roles very automatically.
0: Yeah, but that's like even when we're home and doing a project on the weekend or something. It's like, oh, the other day I know we were cleaning our lanai and which is the uh deck. outside area. Yeah. It's like a deck kind of. And I wanted to I said, "Okay, we're just going to pull all the furniture out and mop and scrub and wash all the furniture and we just started getting to work and we didn't talk about it we just both started doing exactly what we needed to do but i think i think too that that has to do with um building a business together and also just being together for so long and so many moves and we've had to deal with a lot of logistical stuff together that's
1: true Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've i never had to tell you what to do, you've never had to tell me what to do. We just know our roles, yeah. For we definitely reason,
0: don't manage each other,
1: it's my worst micromanaging people, yeah. No. Yeah,
0: no, we usually tell our team, like, hey, you tell us, what do you think? What do you guys think? What are you doing? So, yeah, micromanaging isn't our style for sure. Um. Yeah, I think that it's been it's been good and easy and not perfect by any means. And we still, of course, have our moments. And we had a moment the other uh, just last week and uh, Luann was really upset about something. And then I don't know, it was just we were getting ready to go on a trip and there was a lot to do. And then there was some I don't know, there's just some bullshit going on. And which is all fine. But, you know, just like one of those things that happens. and we were all of a sudden arguing about something that was so dumb and not even, like, just so not even, like, what's the point, right? I don't even remember. It was like.
1: The like, ability to say, I think we were on our way to our friend's house, and then you're like, okay, I'm done with this argument. Let's stop it. I'm like, yeah, you're right.
0: No, I think I just said like, "What are we doing?" This is a very unproductive and stupid conversation. There, there's no point to what we're arguing about. Like, are, are can we? Are we ready to be done? And she's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, me too." Okay. And then we took a and, few breaths and didn't say anything. And then five minutes later, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think just being being open to like, "All right, that was silly," right? And and saying like, "Okay, I'm done." And not like okay, I'm done with you, or okay, everything's closing off. You know, like the whole like
1: nothing, everything's fine. I don't want to talk about it anymore. That's
0: not. That's not it. That's not it. But just being able to honestly drop something when it's no longer productive or helpful or useful. Yeah.
1: Because (laughs) when when someone says I'm fine, they are not. (laughs) That is a red flag. I'm fine. I'm fine.
0: I'm fine. (laughs) I'm fine. Like, are you fine, or are you the fine that's not so fine? Yeah. yeah, no what type of fun. We definitely is don't play games like that with each other. Ah, yeah, I mean, no. I think that we're both very much—we uh, will say what's on our mind, and we will mean what we say, and say what we mean. And I never feel like I have to, you know, dig something out of you.
1: Or like... I don't expect you to read my mind as well. I think when I was much younger, there were a lot of mind games. Of course, when you're younger, right? But I don't expect you to read my mind. You know. Like, if I have something that I need or want from you, I'm just going to say it. But you've taught me that. There is no, like, mind fucks. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do this, and I hope she'll notice.
0: <laughs> you know? Oh, dear God. No. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there is no mind reading. You know, like, I need this. Can you do this for me? I don't want you to do this for me or do that. Or stop doing that, this, Yeah, please. exactly. Or
0: can you do this, please? Yeah. yeah I, I feel mean, I
1: need this right this minute or I don't want this right this
0: minute. Yes. Yeah. 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 Being very, very clear about what you need sets very clear expectations and very clear, clear boundaries. Kind. And right? clear as kind. Yeah. yeah. And being clear is being kind. So that's a good one, too. And then just like having fun together. I don't know. We just have fun together. We're just silly and because at the core of it is
1: sense of humor. Of we it, always yeah. find something silly out of any kind of situation, you know? Like, even when it's, like, difficult or, like, oh, painful, irritated, there's always some humor behind that. And when you can laugh at it, then it becomes not so difficult.
0: Yeah, when you can laugh at it with somebody, it's even, even better.
1: Even when, when the times when my dad was, was dying, you know, we did find some humor in it and so did he. Mm-hmm. You know, about his he wanted that black chicken. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And I'm like, what? You want a black chicken? He was like, Yeah. The silky. Yeah, the silky. And he said, put it next to my window.
0: Mm-hmm. But, what happens to all the shit? And
1: I'll get something someone to clean it up.
0: <laughs> that was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And yeah. Then I counted the money that was um Like I didn't, I don't, I'm not good at counting money for some reason, even though my dad was an accountant, like paper money is very difficult for me to count because I've only dealt with it digitally most of my life. So he gave me a whole stack of money to count and then I counted and it took me like 10 minutes and he took the whole stack and counted it in like five and a half seconds and mine was wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At that point, he was pretty ill. Yeah. And And you weren't ill at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And he just looked at me and like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even try and apply for a job in a bank.
0: (laughs) Yes, not hired. Yeah, I think it's so important to have a sense of humor and to be able to just take a pause even in hard times and just kind of try to find some humor in it. Because there usually is some humor in it, Yeah, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes people think, well, if it's a really hard situation or really... You know, upsetting or really whatever—it's like it might be disrespectful to find some humor, but I think it's the opposite. I think it can be a great icebreaker mm-hmm. and a great breather. And I think a way it's also to... a
1: family trait. You know, two or three months before he died, he was, we were sitting in the living room and he was laughing at my brother because he's always sweating, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, "Oh, oh imitating mm-hmm. how Nick would sweat and wipe his brow like every 15 seconds." Yeah, he—he 20 was—he was starting to make fun. He started the joke.
0: Sense of humor, man. Yeah. so good. Yeah, it
1: runs in the family, I think. And yeah. then making you say
0: like Chinese
1: words and stuff and we can record it and then laugh at it.
0: <laughs> that whole time was, yeah. That was tough. But again, like going through those times with each other, it you really see like, okay, I can depend on this person because this person is, you know, is is able and willing to to go through this with me. You know, and I've definitely been through some hard times too. That you've been there for me. And I know, like, I know I can count on you 100%. Yeah,
1: it's the same, you know? You know? Like, I have no, feel you know, like if I question. drop dead
0: tomorrow, everything will be fine.
1: You'll take care of it. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, don't drop dead tomorrow, but... Well, I don't have control over that. I know. I'm just saying that my preference would be that you don't <laughs> drop dead tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I, I, I not control that as much I'm as I'm I'm just saying like that my
0: preference. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we all will drop dead at some point. Yeah full full aware of that but my preference would be not to have it be tomorrow for you or for me but hey you never know <laughs> Try. <That's right. laughs> you never know yeah awesome well i think this has been this has been fun and good i think i don't know hopefully it's been helpful yeah so. or to to just to have share some insight and and two i think as a reminder for people that You know, regardless of what, with whether you're with someone your same sex or different sex or whatever, it's, you know, relationships are all made up of the same stuff. And it's like our relationship, our marriage is, you know, just the same as anybody else's. I mean, they're all different in their unique, you know, own unique ways, but we, we still, because we're two women, we still deal with the same, same stuff
1: and bullshit. Yeah. Um. Did we talk about our food? Because we eat so differently.
0: We did a little bit. Oh. A little bit. Yeah. And that, then I brought it up and then you're like, oh yeah, we love to. We travel easy together. And it, oh, went, it took like a, a right, right turn. Right. Yeah.
1: Well. Very easy. It's easy for me. We've never had an argument over food because I just eat what I want and she eats what she wants.
0: Yeah. The and end. you cook your meat because I don't know how and I don't want to. And then... If you want some food that I'm cooking, I'll make extra. But we just generally sort each other. I mean, we just sort each other. We sort our own stuff out generally.
1: And if I don't want to eat what you've made, I cook my own stuff.
0: Yes. And I sometimes think- you cook like you make delicious garlic fried rice. I've been talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> so no. I, I just don't
1: think that it's as big an issue if you don't make it an issue and you you have people take responsibility for, for themselves. Well, of course not the children, like little kids, but your partner, your husband or whatever it is. And if if they don't want to eat like you, then don't. You just eat whatever you want to eat and let them eat whatever they want to eat.
0: Yes, because we can't change other humans. Yeah. I can't control what Luann eats. She can't control what I eat. And it it really sucks think that you can or think that you should or think right it's no. just unreal. we are not
1: responsible for someone else's
0: what they put in their mouth exactly. the choices they make yeah. the opinions they have whatever unless they're babies or little kids yeah and even then I mean we're still not fully in. Like, well you have to feed the baby well yeah of course but you can't you can't control another human I mean yeah you when you're a baby like you can't yeah of course <laughs> you need to like a baby isn't gonna walk to the kitchen and make some fried rice they not no I don't think so. I don't have children, but I don't think that's the way that it works. <laughs> Could be wrong, but um, yeah, yeah. We just—I don't know. I just respect Luann's choices. They're not the choices that I would make, and the choices that I make with my food aren't the choices that she would make, and that's perfectly okay.
1: So it's just a perpetual truce.
0: <laughs> it's not even a tr- truce because there's like... nothing to truce from. Yeah, it's, it's just... true.
1: You just you do you, and I'll do me, and ta da, the end. The end. <laughs> I don't have anything S- else to report. Story man. over. Yeah. There is nothing else to report in this yeah. realm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we've we've known people who have a requirement that their partners are...
1: Vegetarian. Vegetarian
0: or vegan. And then they've gotten together with people who are vegetarian or vegan, and they're like rude ass people.
1: They we're, suck.
0: They suck. and they have they, a great diet. Yeah, I they mean... They suck, you know,
1: though, as people.
0: Yeah, really rude, and we're like... No, at what at what cost? I think I think for me it's always been <clears throat> much more important that I that I laugh with my partner and that they're you know kind and I don't know funny and supportive and all of that is like first and foremost rather than what they're eating. Oh yeah, it that's it that's all she wrote. Boom. Do you have anything else to add?
1: Not unless you ask me some questions. I don't have anything else to add.
0: Okay. Do
1: you feel like farting? Not right now. No, not Uh, yet. I might once this is over. If you did, would you fart on the mic? No. Really? Because I wasn't raised by wolves. (laughs) I have some manners. Okay.
0: So last night when you farted into your phone and sent it to Kim on WhatsApp, was that, what was that? Well, she's my friend. So all of these people are our friends.
1: Okay, but I don't, <laughs> I don't have a fart right now, so I, just gotta, I can't crank one out
0: <laughs> just because you're telling me to do it and don't tell me what to do. <laughs> it's going downhill fast, people. Don't try and control my butt. I definitely am not going to try to control your butt anymore. Yeah. If you don't kick my butt into the fridge, I won't try to control your farts. Okay. How's that? <laughs> Anyways, we're weirdos. Um, This has been fun. Thanks for coming on and for doing a guest appearance. It's always lovely to chat with you. Welcome. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you next time. Oh.
1: oh. Hope it recorded. And it'd be funny if it didn't record.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, you are going to love plant fueled life our monthly membership, where we help you eat more plants and celebrate that beautiful human imperfection that we all have. You can try it out for free for 10 days by going to the show notes of this episode and clicking on free trial. You can also go to our website, cleanfooddirtygirl.com and clicking on the banner at the top of the website, uh, click on start free trial, and that'll get you there too. Also, if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoyed, or if you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a solid and rate and review it so that other people can find it as well? Okay. Thanks so much.